Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right. On this episode of the Garlic Marketing Show, we are going to talk about how one agency helps a B2B coaching and consulting company go from four leads a year to over 100 leads in a month. We've got Omi from Diaz Cooper Advertising. Omi, say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. And we're going to talk a lot about how they decided on the HubSpot CMS, the using HubSpot, getting a version done website, and actually why... Uh, trying to have a 100% perfect website is hurting your business and how they went beyond building just a prettier website. We're going to talk about the first thing that they did to get that going. The one tool that took them from four leads to 100 in a month and the biggest surprise uh, for the B2B consultants as well as who that HubSpot is right for if you're trying to decide if it's right for you. All this on the Garlic Marketing Show. But first, this of course is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best things that you can put into any of your content is your customer stories. Go to videocasestory.com to learn how we can help you craft and deliver those customer stories. All right, let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about your background before we get started there. How long have you been doing this kind of stuff? Because you've been in advertising a little bit of time, haven't you? A little bit, yeah. So advertising in general has been over 25 years. And uh, in business as Diaz Cooper, we are in our 21st year in business. You know, I, people think of marketing agencies and, and there's so many of these two, three, four-year-old marketing agencies. Obviously, you've all adapted and changed over time. At what point did you start getting into really heavy into digital marketing and more specifically like the CRM HubSpot arena? Yeah, so... You could say we've been in digital since day one because we used to build websites and do email marketing, you know, since way back then. However, uh, we made a very conscious decision to move away from uh, any non-digital or traditional advertising back in about 20, 2009. So we had a few legacy clients where we were still doing, you know, broadcasts and things like that for them, but we didn't take on any new clients that wanted things other than digital. Um, as far as HubSpot is concerned, uh, we became HubSpot partners in 2016. Wow. So that's in it as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So you got, you got in early on with HubSpot. And why, why specifically did you look for this type of solution? Why, why, why did you want that for your clients? Yeah. So I had worked in a couple of prior shops where things like creative and results were sort of like side notes almost. Like the, like the rationale behind the creative was almost retroactively fitted <laughs> to... <laughs> you know, to, to whatever was produced. Um, and I was really interested in understanding what, what actually works, right? Not just whatever the creative director thinks looks good, but what's going to actually resonate with the target audience, what's going to actually produce a result. And so without having a way of AB testing creative or being able to understand the, the funnel 
from beginning to end and not having that all tied together into a CRM, you just don't have as clear of a picture as you do with a tool like HubSpot. And yeah, I mean, I think this is an important thing, but I want to expound upon it because I think so many people think, take lead generation and then maybe conversion and customer service as three separate things. Why, why does it all need to be tied together? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that because even with really large enterprise clients, I've noticed that um, for many of them, even within the marketing department, they're working in silos. So they have the social team and they have the uh, e-communications team and they have the web team. And those teams for for a large part of their time are working independent of each other. And so it leads to just a bunch of disconnection, right? It leads to the left hand not doing what the right hand is doing. It can lead to uh, communication messages not being unified. But most importantly, they don't have a clear picture of what's actually working, right? That whole old, old adage of, you know, I know 50% of my budget is wasted, but I just don't know what 50%. That's, you know, that's such a thing of the past. If you have a solid CRM, you know, system that ties all of that together where you're really seeing the all the different efforts and how they're working together where you're able to communicate with your internal teams and launch things you know using calendars that are shared um there's just so much that goes into it i could i could talk about it for hours but <laughs> you know the disjointed equals bad data at the yeah. end of the day when you have data coming in from four different streams and you know you're spending all your time just figuring out what is meaningful data that's that takes away time from being strategic that takes away time from doing things that make the most impact to your bottom line and specifically where do you see that breakdown i mean is there is there a specific from silo to silo or is it company specific i think uh, you know i think Unfortunately, larger companies that have multiple teams, uh, I see it a lot there where, again, they have, you know, different teams working on different pieces of the marketing. And in some cases, sales and marketing barely speak to each other, which that for me is the worst, right? Mm -hmm. Because what's the point of marketing if it's not generating qualified leads for sales? And how do they know if those leads are qualified if they're not tying in that journey and seeing you know, being able to qualify those leads at, you know, just because look, just because somebody fills out a form on your website doesn't mean some sales guy should pick up the phone and call them right away. Right. Does it, you know, does it make sense at what point of the journey are they in? You know, if you don't have those systems in place, you're just not working as effectively as you could be otherwise. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm not sure if you see this, but you know, we just had on a, an analytics company and they were talking about, you know, people don't really understand, take into lead generation the lifetime value and so you could be dumping a whole bunch of money into lead generation that lead, leads even they become a client they don't become that good of a client right right yeah is it is it even worth it is your cost of acquisition so high that you're not even making margins yeah yeah and and so you start to bring clarity and you did this with one B2B company and it's a B2B coaching company, a business coaching company. Tell me about the problems that they were having when they first came to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So they have a small team and they didn't have really uh, an internal 
uh, marketing person dedicated just to marketing. So their, their marketing tech stack needed to work very, very hard for them. So what happened was that, you know, they're working in MailChimp and they're working in Pipedrive and they're working in, you know, they're, they're manually doing social media and none of these efforts are tied together. None of these efforts are, you know, we're not seeing which of these efforts are actually producing a result. Um, and then other things like, for example, for, um, for live appearances, uh, so this is definitely a business that's relying on the thought leadership of of the you know of the main uh, of the CEO, um, and so if there was a webinar or a live appearance, there wasn't really an effective way to capture and nurture leads that might have come out of those efforts. And so they came to you. Um, what was the first thing that they wanted to accomplish? Well, they first wanted to revitalize their online presence. They, they realized that, you know, ever since 2020, sales tactics have changed. A lot more sales are happening online and a lot more people are coming to research the website before they even pick up the phone to, to call you. And so the first thing they wanted was that revamp of their website. Um, but we took a step back and we said, okay, great. Everybody wants a great website, but let's understand what are your business objectives? Where are you hurting? Where, you know, where are your tool sets not meeting your needs? Right. And so from there, we determined that it wasn't just about a pretty website. It was that they needed an entire, you know, an entire system to solve all these other problems. So we first put them on, on, uh, the HubSpot growth suite, Right. Um, and then with starter versions of some of the hubs and we built their website in the HubSpot CMS. And so that right away that allowed us to track web visits and form fills and things like that much more effectively than it being on any other platform. So getting to that point, how long does that usually take to, to convert a website? Did you convert or build a whole new website for them on the HubSpot? We, we actually built a whole new website because they needed they needed also kind of a refresh of their brand. Um, they had a couple of different products and people were searching them in different ways. Um, so we wanted to make sure that their main messaging was cohesive and that their brand reflected that main messaging. And in general, how is, is there... A, a time difference between building a new website, let's say on WordPress versus building a new website on the HubSpot CMS? Like in how long as, it takes you to get done? No, as far as the process, you know, the the platforms, you know, I would say there is no, there's no time difference in building one versus the other. Uh, but a good build, you know, if it's a brand new build, you know, you want, you want to look at about between, you know, around three months, if it's a fairly sizable uh, website. Uh, it, of course, huge websites can take months and months. Um, but you, uh, we're very uh, big believers in the growth-driven design methodology, which is trying to get a minimum viable product up and running, right? Something that looks and acts better than what you used to have and performs its, a primary function of, for example, lead generation, right? Get that up and running. And then once that's live, expand out to other things versus being down for eight months waiting for the entire website to be you know gorgeous and beautiful right yep yeah i love that idea you know it's that version done idea get it out and then make it better and make it better and make it better mm -hmm. and so you launched the website what were the first things that you how that you changed with that growth driven design methodology 
yeah, the first thing we did was create a lead magnet and something that would start capturing leads on the website and that, you know, the CEO could send people to after a, you know, after a, a live event or what or a webinar uh, in order for that to start working for them. So that was like the big number one thing. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, from a branding perspective, making sure that the messaging was more cohesive, that it was easier for people to understand where to go to find the information they were looking for. Now, a lot, a lot of people, I know like when we've built websites with clients before in the past, um, you know, they want everything perfect getting it out. How did you help them to overcome that idea that, Hey, this, we don't need to get everything in the kitchen sink on this website right now. Yeah. So what we do is we do a, a, a strategy process. And in that strategy process, we look at what are the highest value pages that need to absolutely be up for this, uh, what we call the launch pad, right? Um, and so typically that's anywhere between 10 and 20 pages that absolutely are, are necessary. Sometimes it's a little less if it's a smaller website. In this instance, it was about seven, I believe, right? And typically that's like your homepage, your, you know, whatever is your lead magnet page, your services, a contact page and about us. Those tend to be in general, the most important ones. And so we put all the love and care into those first, get those up and running, and then start working on the rest of it. And like you said, it does take a little bit of persuading sometimes to say like, look, it doesn't have to be 1 million percent perfect right now. Let's let the audience tell us what they like and don't like. Let's follow best practices. Let's of course make it look you know, great and fit your brand. Uh, but maybe, you know, but maybe certain buttons will be, you know, a different color or up higher or whatever, depending on what the data tells us. So that, you know, that post launch um, optimization period or, or, or what's really the growth driven design part of it is all about letting the audience tell us what they want. What questions are they asking and not finding answers to? What, you know, what, what is really meaningful to the user? Because a lot of times building a website is a tribute to the ego of the stakeholders, mm -hmm. right? So um, much. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, they have to understand that, you know, okay, there can be some of that. But the primary intent is to make the website serve your customers and your prospects, right? Or should be anyway. Yes. So you get the website out. Was the lead magnet that you launched the one that's been doing so well? Was that the yeah, first? Yeah, that, that's one of the two that's been doing gangbusters. Yeah, it was like a checklist for people to kind of self-evaluate, uh, you know, themselves. And it, it, it's performed like better than we ever dreamt of. I mean, within about a month and a couple days, it produced over 100 leads. And mind you, this is the company that had had maybe three or four web leads in the past, you know, year and a half. And so how did you go about figuring out that lead magnet? So that again goes back to that strategy process that we start with. Um, and so I like to say, go slow so that you can go fast the right way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so the strategy process is depending on the size of the client and, and how many personas they have. Um, typically, it's anywhere from four to eight weeks 
right? Where we're diving into the personas, the, the their customer avatars, right? Uh, what's important? What pain points are you solving for them? What's their buyer journey typically? Um, you know, what's, what's behind the motivation? What would make them want to click any button, right? And so we do th that, that deep dive as part of the strategy. And we're basically giving back to people what their pain points are all about and what's going to solve those pain points. Right, nice. And did you do any testing on that lead magnet before you get it out, got it out or just go ahead and make it and let's see how it works? Make one based on base practices because you have nothing to test against when you first start. Um, and now we're testing one against the other. Nice. And so you, you get the lead magnet out. You know, I love that thing I love about data is there's always something surprising. What was the biggest surprise to you once you got the website up and running of something that worked or something that didn't work? Yeah, I think the biggest surprise was um, may, maybe not as much for us, but for the client was that people now that we see the analytics on the page behaviors, people aren't really as um, enthralled with the background of the team or their experience as they are with learning more about themselves. And so the pages that have to do with like the quiz of figuring out where you're at uh, and things like that are much more popular than any of the pages that were previously deemed to be important. Like basically their creds are not as important as people wanting to learn about themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's why I always say with the about us, the about us is still about them. <laughs> Even if you're about us, you should talk about, yeah. You talk about the other person and like, it, what is it, it about it, us that serves them? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like going to, it, it's the same thing as going to a party, right? And, and someone asks you what you do, they don't want to hear like your credentials. <laughs> That's the worst right. thing ever. I don't think anyone wants to hear your credentials unless, even like when I work with law firms and they're like, well, I went to this law. I'm like, unless you went to like a big, big name law school, like Harvard, I, I you know, maybe a couple of them, most people don't care or have an idea what it means. And so that is fantastic. And now as you're building it up, you know, what has the CRM done? How did, how did you optimize it to nurture these leads that you're getting? Yeah, so that was really important, right? Because again, having limited staff means they don't have time to just be on the phone with just anybody. Um, so the next the next thing that we did was create that lead um, that lead scoring. Right. So that way, uh, leads are scored based on the industry type, uh, where they're located, the size of the business and some other really important criteria that indicate to the sales team, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a really good hot lead. Follow up with me first, because before it would be overwhelming if, you know, if they had gotten 100 leads all at once to figure out which ones you know, are really worth going after. And of those hundred plus, there were a good, like maybe almost 30 that were like super hot, like really needed to be actioned right away. And then the rest are in a lead nurture series, right? So let's see what other actions they take and let's see what else they do before, it, you know, it makes sense for somebody to pick up the phone. And, but when you start to do that, what did your client say about the lead scoring? 
Yeah, so it's very collaborative because it's totally different for different people. You know, it, this approach may not be, you know, the exact right approach for everybody, but for this particular client, it was important for them to only follow up on those leads that, you know, met a certain size criteria where the where the contacts were the right title that were, you know, either in, influencers or decision makers um and that they were in the right geographic areas because you know they're really focused on certain geographic areas and not others now what's that conversion looking like for them on those hundred and some leads we're, that's literally just happening right now we literally just handed over those those uh those 30 that need to be actioned on and so we should know pretty soon but what's good about it is that when the salesperson gets them on the phone he does have a decent close ratio. It's like 60%. So now he's got a heck of a lot more 60% to go after, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, are you going to be layering on paid advertising with this? We we just uh, we just did that as well. And so that's a great way to get targeted new eyeballs on those lead ma magnets and get them into that top of the funnel um, so that, yeah, so that they can grow from there. Like B2B consulting services it, is that ppc is that facebook is it linkedin ads which ones are you finding yeah. work best it's it's a little bit of of uh of search right so a little bit of google ads um and a little bit of linkedin those are the areas where where we're seeing you know the best results again having a limited budget you know i'd love to be able to do programmatic and other things but um, you know, I, I like to start with low hanging fruit and then build out from there. Yeah. And, and so we will put a link to your website and what's the best way to get started with working with you, getting this going, getting into HubSpot, getting a growth driven design website for someone's consulting service. Sure. Sure. Uh, I guess the best way is to go to our website, which is diazcooper.com. And there's an offer there for a free consultation. Um, and I strongly believe in that, right? Let's, let's just talk and see what your challenges are and absolutely no obligation. Yes. And that's fantastic. And where's the best place to follow you, Omi? Uh, the best place to follow me would be on LinkedIn. Uh, Omi Diaz Cooper on LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a lion in, in two ways. I, uh, I'm open for LinkedIn networking and I'm also, uh, a, a sales, uh, a sales lion, that's kind of a group of, of us uh, in HubSpot that have gone through the uh, sales skills boot camps, And so I've not only done that, but I also teach one. So uh, when you see that little lion uh, thing there, it, it means both those things. So yeah, LinkedIn is the best place. Very cool. And so I will talk a little bit about deciding if HubSpot is the best for my business consulting service. And if so, how do what's the best way to start on it yeah so we're about to launch an roi calculator that will help people determine whether the investment is worth it for them which is fabulous um and so if you take me up on that free consultation i'll take you through that um and that will be launching very very soon on our website as well um it's obviously it's not for everybody and it makes sense to really take your time and evaluate what you're going to get out of it uh, against the investment to make sure that it's the right fit for you. And can you give us a little preview of what's on the ROI calculator? Yeah, it's it's um, it's basically takes you through like 
uh, what is your average sale value? Um, so one of the things that people don't consider when doing lead gen and when investing in marketing tools is they may not consider the full lifetime value of, uh, of getting a lead or getting a customer. Um, so we make sure to look at that. Um, how many, you know, what, what are you looking to grow? How many customers do you need or what percentage of revenue do you want to increase? Um, and then by inputting some of those basic uh, pieces of information, then the calculator does its magic and lets you know like what you can expect uh, to achieve if you use a tool like HubSpot. In general, who would you say this, like from a B2B consulting space, who would this be perfect for? This is great for um, this is great for technology companies, SaaS companies. It's fabulous for healthcare companies that are B two B, right? Where it, where they're selling devices or they're selling uh, programs. Um, it's great for manufacturers. Um, there's just it's a lot a lot of companies uh, and some B two C companies as well. Right. If they if they sell something online, it's a good fit for them as well. Nice. Well, I mean, uh, you can figure out that for free just by going to Omi's website at dscooper.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. She will help you find that out if you're qualified. Uh, <laughs> uh, Omi, well, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you. It was great to be here. And thank you all for taking Omi and I on your journey. This has been I and Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 